my strength and my redeemer. This is your servant's prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Very familiar passage of scripture. Very, very, very familiar passage of scripture. Um, Romans chapter number 8. Verse 28. Romans chapter number 8. Verse 28. It's the reading of God's word for the people of God. <clears throat> and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And we know that all things work together. We know that all things work together. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Just for a few moments, you can tag this sermon whatever you want to. It's on you. You come up with your own title today. Bro Chestnut, some years ago, there was a father who had two sons. And his two sons were very different. One son had a great appreciation for life and what people would do. And there was another son who was just never satisfied. And so he decided, I'm going to figure out what I can do to get into the head of my children. And so he takes the one boy who's never satisfied, puts him in a room full of toys, brand new toys, nobody's ever played with them. He wants to see how the boy would respond to being in a room full of brand new toys. Takes the other son outside into the barn and he puts him out there with all his horse manure. And he wants to see how this boy would respond to being in a barn with all this horse manure. He lets an hour go by and he goes and checks on the boy in the room with the toys. And the boy, Reverend Bell, is sitting over in the corner, has not touched one toy. He got an attitude. He's mad. And he says to his dad, Dad, out of all the toys in this room, ain't none of this what I want. The father closed the door and goes out to the barn. And when he gets out to the barn, the other son is digging through the horse manure. And the father asked him, son, why are you digging through the horse manure? He says, well, when I looked at it, um, it was a shovel and I saw the manure. So I figured there was something at the end of the, the bottom of the manure that you wanted me to get. So I decided to dig to see if I can get to the bottom to find what you had placed at the bottom. He was in a unique situation where he was in a stinky situation. He was in a messed up situation, but yet somehow he found the good in a bad situation. Because as he kept digging, he found that there was a suitcase at the bottom of the horse manure and inside the suitcase was a million dollar check. 
And inside this suitcase with this million dollar check, it was a blank check. And the father told him, because you kept digging and you found what was at the end of the horse manure, whatever you found on the inside belongs to you. The other brother got mad and got frustrated. How is it that he got a million dollar check and all I got was some stinking toys that I didn't even want? And the father said, I put you all in unique situations because whether you like it or not, everything still worked out to your good. You just didn't like the process. You got what you did not deserve in getting brand new toys. He got something for working hard. Either way it go, you both got something. You just have a different appreciation level for what you got. You didn't appreciate the process. You thought it was beneath you. You thought I should just give it to you right off, but you didn't deserve it right off. You needed to work a little while. And I want to submit unto you today that that's pretty much the basis of our message today. That sometimes you've got to go through a process that's not loving, loving, but you still will get what God has for you. And then there are some times where God will make the plain, the way plain for you. That's the whole text today, and I'll get out your way. And we know that all things work together. Now, the question that I've got to ask y'all today is how is it that we know? Reminder, to know something comes in three particular instances. The first instance or the first stanza of how we learn something is that we study for it. We investigate. That is how we begin to know. If we know that the Lord does all things well and works all things together, the text is suggesting that we know it because we have studied it. Let me see if I can call a couple witnesses to help me today. Uh, there was a young boy by the name of Joseph who had a dream, and his brothers did not like him. His brothers hated on him because he was his daddy's favorite. He had a coat of many colors. They decided to come up with a plan. They end up selling him into slavery. He finds his life in the pit. After he goes to the pit, he finds himself at Potiphar's house. He gets in trouble at Potiphar's house because his wife makes up a lie against him. Potiphar don't kill him. Potiphar throws him in prison. Once he finds himself in prison, he interprets two dreams. The two dreams he interprets also leads to him interpreting the Pharaoh's dream. When he interprets Pharaoh's dream, Pharaoh gives him a position in the kingdom. As he gets his new position in the kingdom, he's now able to look out for his brothers and his fathers because there is a famine in the land. And when he meets up with them, he says, you meant it for evil. Yes, sir. But the Lord meant it for good. If we investigate it today, it would suggest to us that no matter what situation we find ourselves in, God knows how to eventually work it together for our good if you just let him be God. Since Ben, that ain't good enough for you. The children of Israel have been now in bondage down up in Egypt. And God is sick and tired of his people suffering. And God chooses to tell Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Yeah. Pharaoh decides, I'm not going to let his people go. 
God says, okay, I got a plan to fix you. God lets, God says, listen, this is what I want y'all to do. Y'all go ahead and go on towards uh, the Red Sea. As y'all going towards the Red Sea, it seems like it's an impossible situation because there's a water in front of you and there's Pharaoh and his army behind you. But what you don't know is that I'm getting ready to part the Red Sea so that you can come across on dry land. Let me help you out today. He says, I'll work that thing out for you. All you got to do is read this Bible to let you know that there's nothing that's impossible for God to work out. God can do anything and make a way out of no way. Is there anybody that can shout that when I read the Bible I discover that God knows how to make a way out of no way. Since me y'all still acting real tight on me I thought we was going to have a little church right on up and through here. I, I'm reminded of this little old lady in the Bible. The Bible says that she spent all her money trying to get healed of a bloody flux. The, she spent all her money because she could not get healed and the doctors took advantage of her and she's caught between a rock and a hard place. And while she She's caught between a rock and a hard place. Jesus shows up on the scene and she says, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Can I submit unto you? My investigation shows that even when it gets tough and it doesn't look like I know what to do, if I can just touch him, I'll know that he can make a way out of no way. Can I submit that the investigation shows that we know that he knows how to work all things together because he's been doing it for all time. God has always been looking out for his people. Is there anybody that can shout when I read the Bible? I'm encouraged that God will work all things out. We know because of investigation. Uh, but we also know because of observation. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Pastor, I mean, we know because of observation. Because we've seen him do it in the lives of people around us. <laughs> okay, since me and y'all acting fake right up and through here, I saw a hand back here, so I talked to them right there. Uh, we know because we've seen him heal from cancer before. We know because we've seen him pay bills before. We know because we've seen him give us jobs that we don't deserve. We know what God can do because we've seen him make a way for mama and daddy. Huh. Don't act like I'm the only one that grew up on bologna sandwiches, but now we get to eat steak and shrimp when we want to. Y'all acting real funny because we know based upon experiences that God will make a way, that God will open door. I watched him do it. Is there anybody that can shout and testify? I know because of what I've seen him do. know because of investigation and we know because of observation here's the last one y'all and if y'all don't help me little Ray start my truck we know because of experience see it's one thing to shout about what I read and it's another thing to shout about what he did in your life but I can testify what he did for me I can testify about how he made a way for me. So I know that it works together because I know what I've experienced him do in my life. 
Is there anybody that can shout? I know because of my own experience. I ain't living off nobody else's testimony. I got my own testimony that God keeps on doing great things in my life. God keeps on making ways for me. He keeps on healing me. And if he don't do nothing else, he woke me up this morning. And that's how I know. He gave me joy. That's how I know. He gave me my right frame of mind. That's how I know that God will work all things together. Because I don't deserve it. I messed up. I sinned enough on yesterday that he should have killed me. But he worked it together with the blood of Jesus and covered my sin. That's why I'm still standing. And we know that all things work together. Watch what the Bible says. We know that it works together. Uh, what that word works implies is that there's a partnership between my pain and my promise that is producing in my life. Uh, uh, it might be painful, but it's working. Uh, I might be able to shout about some stuff, but it's working. There's a partnership happening, uh, and it's working together for my good. And we know that all things work together uh, uh, for good now here's what that word for good means it literally translates that there is a process that we're released to and it is not always pleasurable but in the end it is profitable uh, uh, it's not always going to be something that you're happy about so let me just go ahead and kill this notion that God wants to make you happy God could care less about your happiness because he's trying to work a plan for you that will produce for his glory. And if you want to be happy, can I preach it like my pastor? Go get a happy meal. Because at the end of the day, God is not trying to make you happy, which means you're going to have to have some Job type experiences in life. Where it's painful to lose some things. It's painful to find out how ugly people really can be. It's painful to know, God, I thought I knew you, but just to find out I got to know you better than what I thought I did. It's a painful process. But once it's all said and done, it works together for good. All right. Uh, since being that didn't shout none of y'all, I know at this point right now, ain't none of y'all gonna shout. I tried to give you a chance, give you a little happy stuff in the beginning, because right now, ain't none of y'all gonna shout. As a matter of fact, all y'all gonna have a bad attitude after I say this. But I ain't never scared. Um, watch it, y'all. Um, uh, Reverend Shoemaker, the text says that everybody don't qualify for it to work together. Okay. Y'all gotta read the Bible. It says that it only works together to the good of them who love God. Okay. Right. You looking at me like, preacher, I love God. How are you going to tell me I don't love God? Okay, let's examine what love is. Uh, 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 first thing that we understand about love is that love is patient. So let me put the text together for you. All things work together to the good of them that are patient with God. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, y'all ain't like that. I knew y'all was going to act funny right up and through there. I knew it. Because you don't want to wait on God. You want God to move on your time. You don't want to wait on God. You want to get ahead of God. And can I submit unto you that it ain't going to work together until you wait for God to align your perpendicular point of life so that you can meet at the right angle with his will so that all things can work in your benefit. you got to learn how to be patient with the process. Okay, I got Bible. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. you got to learn how to wait on the Lord. If you learn how to wait on him, he knows how to work it together. Uh, so wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. You got to learn how to wait on him instead of getting ahead of God. Uh, can I submit unto you that you got to learn how to be patient with God while he works out the process. Sometimes when a plane is flying, um, and there's a storm brewing, storm happening. A pilot has to do what's called flying a holding pattern. Oh, oh, oh. Dispatch will tell him, hey, listen, the storm is so bad that you can't land the plane. So what I need you to do is to go up about 10,000 feet and fly this holding pattern. Now, now you cannot go up 15,000 feet because there's another plane circling at 15,000. And you can't drop down too low because there's another plane circling. I need you just to hold your area until the storm passes. Now, you can't get ahead of me because if you land that thing before I tell you to, you try to go high before I tell you to, you're going to crash. And I want to submit unto you that most of our lives are messed up because we've been going too low or moving too fast trying to go high. And God says, I never told you to move. Just go ahead and wait on me because I'm trying to keep you safe and land you at your destiny, but you can't get to where I have planned for you if you keep moving without me. Is there anybody that can shout, I'm not trying to move in my life without God. I'm trying to wait, and if God wants me to stand right here, I'm going to steady myself and wait on the Lord. Because good things happen when you wait on the Lord. Uh, uh, uh. Good things happen when you wait on it. Watch this. Uh, so if you're going to get it to work together for your good, what you got to learn to do is be patient. And you better watch how you talk in the process. Bible says that love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. So you better watch how you start trying to demand stuff from God. Okay, yeah, y'all looking at me tight. Heads went down and everything. I'm watching. Uh, uh, watch this. Watch how you talk to him. Because some of us think that we are so big and bad in our spirituality that we can just command God to do something and he's got to respond. If you want to know why it ain't working together, you better check how you talk. All right, I'm a parent, um, and, 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 and out of all my kids, um, the only one that really know how to sweet talk me is Bernardo. But you know how to sweet talk me. Um, Ray, um, he know how to sweet talk Kena. Um, uh, Camille, she just gonna go and make it happen on her own. Uh, but Bernardo knows how to sweet talk me. 
um, um. Bernardo knows, Daddy, um, I was just thinking. Um, and, and I already know that it's going to cost me something. But I just love the way she say, I'm just thinking. And, and, and as she talks sweet to me, I know I shouldn't do whatever it is that I'm going to do. But I'm going to do it because of how she talked to me. See, Lil Ray and Bernardo, or Lil Ray and Camilla be like, I'm hungry. What are we going to eat? Bernardo be like, hey, Dad, are you hungry? See, y'all see the difference in that? And she know how to talk to me. You know what I'm like, baby, I, I ain't really got to ask. What you want to eat? And then they be like, why Bernardo always get to pick the restaurant? Because she know how to talk to me. Y'all missed it. I'll try it again. Maybe God will start moving in your direction if you learn how to talk better. Maybe if you stop trying to be so demanding and first be thankful for what he's already done, he'll start doing some stuff that you ain't even asked for. It's gentle. It's kind. But it's long-suffering. It's long-suffering, y'all. Which means you're going to have to endure. And you got to endure like a good soldier. And you can't stop coming to church, stop praying, stop reading just because you're going through it. You've got to learn how to endure some things if it's going to work together for your good. And then, love ain't envious. It ain't boastful. It ain't puffed up. Let me help you out. That means you can't get mad when God chooses to bless your neighbor and he look past you. Publicly or privately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to learn that I'm just good knowing that God is in my neighborhood. And here's the reality. I'll wait on him because I believe by faith that if he don't do it today, he'll do it tomorrow. And if he don't do it tomorrow, he'll do it next week. And if he don't do it next week, he might do it this month. And if he don't do it this month, he might do it this year. And if he don't do it this year, he might do it after a while. No matter what it is, even if it's after a while mode, I know that he'll work it together because of my experience, because of my observation, and because of my investigation. Know that all things work together to the good of them that love God. First qualification you got to meet is that you got to love God. I want to submit unto you that going to church is not loving God. <laughs> if you really want to know uh, if you love God, how you act when you're by yourself? <laughs> how you act when you're at work? Uh, are you really allowing his word to lead you and guide you? <laughs> if you really want to know if you love him, how do you treat his people? Because <laughs> how can you say you love God whom you've never seen before? And hate your brother, who you do see every day. And so there are some qualifications. If you want all things to work together to your good. Watch it, y'all. Not only is it a love thing, but those who have been called according to his purpose. It's going to work together. 
for those whom God has called out of sin into his marvelous light. It's going to work together for those that God's hand has been on. Not those that are perfect, but those that know that they are being perfected by the blood of Jesus Christ. That the Holy Spirit is work, working in your life. Those are the people that can shout, it's working together for my good. Let me just pull the room today. Is there anybody that can shout, I've been called? I know his hand is on my life. I know he's been covering my life. I know he's been protecting me. I know he kept me when I couldn't keep myself. I know that's why it's working together for my good. All right. Here it is. Here it is, y'all. The text gives us insight to the fact that some people who always cry, it ain't none good going for me. I'm always struggling. My life is always in the pits. I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Could it be what they're really letting you know is they don't love God? Could it be that they're letting you know that they have not been called? Because if you are a child of God and you're in a dark tunnel and it seems like you can't see your way out, I, I, I got a question here. And the reason why I got a question, because the last time I checked, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So even if it's dark in the tunnel, when I step in with him, there's a, now a light in the tunnel. And so I might not be able to see at the end of the tunnel, but I can see with every step I take. And I'm bothered by people who can't see where they're going next. Maybe it's because you are, your love for God is not prevalent or you ain't been called. That's just a suggestion of the text. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what the text says. Text says that it works together for them that love him and are called. Now you say, oh, what do you mean by called? I ain't no preacher. Okay, that's cool. But you have been called to be a witness. You have been called to be a disciple. You've been called to tell people how good the Lord has been in your life. You are a peculiar people. You're chosen. You're a royal priesthood. And you've been called to show forth the praises of him that sent you. You've been called by God. And so if you need all things to work together for your good, what I suggest you do on today is check your love for God. <laughs> and then check your testimony about God. <laughs> check your witness about God. Because if you meet the qualifications of loving him and you meet the qualifications of being called by him, no matter what you're in, it's going to work together. So let me just pull the room one last time and I'll get out your way today. Is there anybody here that can shout, I love God? Is there anybody here that can shout, I've been called by God? Well, guess what? You ain't got to have not another sleepless night because it's all going to work together for your good. You ain't got to cry another tear of sorrow because it's all going to work together for your good. Why? Because I know somebody who's always at work looking out for you. I know somebody that's always trying to cover you. I know somebody 
that's always interceding on your behalf. And all you got to do is make sure you testify about him. That he works all things together for your good. Look look at this, y'all. Paul says, and we know. All right. And that's my last point. I'm done lying to y'all today. Uh, uh, My last point. We know it. Okay. Let me see. Um, I ain't in this by myself. I got some witnesses around here that can shout, we know that it works together. We've been through enough wars that we can testify together that we know. My story might not be your story, but the end result is the same. The Lord brought us out. My God, today, is there anybody in the sanctuary that can shout, we know it? That God has worked it together for us. We know it. We are a living testimony that God has made a way out of no way. We know. What more we know crowd? And just wave your hand so I know I ain't by myself. We know that he's a healer. We know that he's a bridge over troubled water. Uh, yesterday, we know that he's our way maker. We know that he's our great company keeper. We know that he's the one that died for us. We know that he's the one that set us free one Friday on a hill called Calvary. We know that he's the one that was buried in a borrowed tomb. We know that he's the one that stayed there all night Friday, all day and night Saturday, but come early Sunday morning he worked it together and got up with all power in his hand is there anybody in the sanctuary that can shout real big today I believe it's working together I might not see it yet but by faith I believe that God has already worked it out come here let me call a witness there was three Hebrew boys They found themselves bound and in trouble. They found themselves getting ready to be thrown into a pit. But once, yes, sir, the pit was opened up. The men that were carrying them, they caught on fire. And the three Hebrew boys fell to the bottom of the pit only to discover that their way out had already been made. Their way out met them at the bottom of the pit. Y'all missed it. I'll try it one more time. Before they ever got in trouble, he was already there to work it out for them. Y'all still missing me? I'll try this side right here. Before they ever got bound, Jesus was already there working it out for them. Is there anybody that can shout today? I thank God that he's already worked it out before I ever got to it. Don't you lose no more sleep, but lift up your head, oh ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? It's the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Come on, y'all, don't play with me tight. Won't he come in and make a way out of nowhere? Won't he come in and open doors for you? So don't you wait until the battle is over 
but give his name praise because it's already all right. Y'all playing me right there. I'll try the balcony side of the church. Is there anybody here that can shout it's already all right? I ain't tripping no more, but I'm giving his name glory because I believe that my family is already all right. I believe that my health is already all right. No more worry, just worship. Because when I think about his goodness, when I think about the ways he's made, I can't help but praise his name because it's already worked out for my good. It's already worked out. Go ahead, lift up your head, because you've studied it, you've seen them do it, and you've experienced it. So whenever trouble comes your way, you rely on what you studied, what you observed, and what you've experienced. And when you're doing all that, don't let the love go out. Wait on him. Trust him. Lean on him. He'll work it together for your good. Come on, put your hands together and bless God for working all things together to the good of them that love him. Thank you all so much for allowing your boy to come home. I love you all. But I need you to know that wherever you go, whatever you find yourself in, is already made a way. He's already opened the door. He's just waiting on you to walk through it. The way is made. The door is open. If you can believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, the way to salvation is through Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's waiting on you. He's opening the door for you. Maybe you've been out of fellowship. Maybe your love has fallen aside. What I love about him is that he'll give you another chance to love him right. All you have to do is change the way you walk, change the way you talk, and new life can begin for you. My brother, my sister, will you come? Give your life to the Lord.